are so excited. We are here to talk Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yeah, we're here with the Hallmarkies podcast, and this is our second week of Christmas coverage, and we are very excited. Amber's here with me. I'm Rachel, and we're, we're here to talk about four different films that aired over the course of this last weekend on Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Yeah, so watch out, you guys, because we're getting right into the thick of things. <laughs> so how did you feel about this weekend's films in general? Um, I feel like this week was definitely weaker than last week. And yeah. I dare say it's the weakest week that we've covered so far. Agreed. Yep, <laughs> that's pretty much what I would say too. All pretty low in my rankings. So uh, yeah, it was a disappointment, but there's some good, some bad. So we're going to talk it out and it will be fun. So make sure you put in, in uh, the comment section your thoughts on all of these films. And if you agree, disagree, I know that particularly on one of them, there'll, there'll be a lot of people who disagree with me, but we'll have fun talking about it and it'll be great. So the first one that we're going to talk about is The Sweetest Christmas. Our score for The Sweetest Christmas, I gave it a, <laughs> a fuzzy orange, <laughs> mm -hmm. which meant that I was on the, on the fence there between orange. Which means you thought it was going to be good, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were full on sock. Full on sock. I was like, this, this show's going to sock. The Sweetest Christmas. This is our very tense oven borrowing situation. Oh my we... gosh, I was on tenderhooks, being <laughs> concerned about the state of that oven. What was she going to do? Right. Aisha Chabert worked for her boyfriend, and his last name was Hockey, and I really thought when they were talking about Hockey Homes, there was going to be something involving Hockey, but that's just his last name. And then he, she thinks he's going to propose to her, and he takes her to this new fancy restaurant, and it's actually just her ex-boyfriend's pizza house. And then he doesn't propose to her, so she breaks up with him, but she still works for him, so that's awkward. And then she gets to break bake gingerbread, and... It's a gingerbread national whatever gingerbread contest that happens to be in her town, <sighs> I guess. And there's the godmother of gingerbread. Real quick. I am so furious at you people who follow us on Twitter for not liking my tweet about the godmother of gingerbread. It was so funny. I said, will she be able to defeat the godmother of gingerbread or will she find a gingerbread horse head in her oven? That is so funny, you guys, because it's from the godfather. Maybe, Come on. <laughs> Maybe the godfather is too intense for Hallmark viewership. Like, didn't sure, sure, okay, sure. Maybe the Venn diagram doesn't overlap, but it should be there. There right. should at least have been more than me and you going. <laughs> yeah, come on, people. Yeah, I agree. I think that the the fact, and I loved the fact that the uh, <laughs> I loved the fact that the that her uh, I guess this was like the Bible of gingerbread was like right out front like this is a huge deal like everyone is so excited i don't know about you but i am constantly buying gingerbread books <laughs> yeah i mean how many different ways there's like the cakey kind and then there's the cookie kind 
I honestly, <laughs> oh, I make my gingerbread house out of graham crackers, son. <laughs> you rebel. So she ends up having to borrow an oven from Nick, her, her old high school boyfriend. Because the the little explanation said it was her boyfriend from culinary school, and that was not accurate. Yeah, explanation, get on your business, because you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, they were high school sweethearts, of course. It's Hallmark. And, and so, like, it was so, I loved, I guess it was her sister. I thought it was, like, her roommate, but I guess it was her sister. Yeah, it was her sister. Yeah, somehow I missed that. had really cute kids, and I was really hyped up on those kids. I was like, yes, they're going to be so great. They were in it for, like, 30 seconds cumulative time. I was so mad. I know. Also. Also, okay, sorry. I was so excited because Jonathan Adams was like, yes, my wife can definitely watch your son. And I was like, how exciting. He's going to have, we're going to see his wife. And I tweeted out, I'm so excited to see his wife. And Hallmark retweeted me. She didn't show up. What? (laughs) I'm getting a little fast and loose with the retweets there, I think. I was so, I'm. I was a little bit mad at the tweetness during this episode. (laughs) So I loved her sister, though. I thought she was hilarious because she was, like, totally calling her out on her BS. Like, that was hilarious. She's like, what do I say? And she's she's like, you call him and you say, do you have an oven I can borrow? Can I borrow (laughs) your oven? Yeah, I actually really, I really liked her. And it was yeah, fun seeing hilarious. them together because she's the re- the blogger that you loved so much from all of my heart too. Oh, I knew it. I knew that's why. And so, she's whatever. <laughs> but I, uh, I really, I did like their relationship. Um, it was fun. Yeah. I think that should be encouraged in these movies. Just have one person who's like, you're full of crap. Let's, you know, like, that's like my favorite. They, they spend all this time together. And so they have all this back and forth. And she's like horrified that he has decided not to have a Christmas tree. And yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. And so like she decides to like go buy him a Christmas tree. And he's like, I've got this single dad thing down. And she's like, no, you don't. You don't have a Christmas tree. <laughs> you're, like, you're like a mess. And you think you got it down. Anyway, and she becomes very attached to the kid, back and forth. And what was, I thought, really weird about this movie is that, like, so originally, obviously, the wrong guy, her boss slash boyfriend, was, like, an idiot. Like, hello. He takes her, you know, he's like, will you be my office assistant? Like, that was so ridiculous. (laughs) You were this close to being like, let me open up this box. It's a job offer. Right, yeah. And not an assistant, no less, right? It's not like she's, she's not even, like, vice president or something like that. Well, and, she doesn't deserve to be vice president, but that doesn't matter. Right. And so, like, <laughs> he, but then, like, he decides to, like, shape up. And, and, like, he makes more, like, considerably more of an effort to, than, than the Lee Coco, than Nick. Like, well, I mean, he like hires this woman, the godmother of gingerbread, and like has this whole like elaborate proposal planned, which was probably stupid, but nevertheless, like he was just like made like 
if if he was Nicky, all those things that he did, it would be like, oh, so Nick, romantic. A wonderful, wonderful man. But like, that doesn't exclude the fact that like Captain Hockey Pants doesn't even know how to play hockey. So of course she should pitch him to the curb. That's like marrying Joe Football, and he's like, what is football? I don't know. Sucker. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I just thought it was sort of weird. I'm like, this guy is not that bad and like the the nick guy was kind of kind of a brat at times like oh them fighting words (laughs) so you love nick yeah oh i mean everything nick does i love lee coco i didn't know this but he's he's very handsome and i am a shallow person (laughs) so if he's that handsome and like remotely not rude i'm in and he wasn't that rude. <laughs> he just didn't seem all that invested in the relationship. And I get that he is like a son and stuff. So that's probably partly why. But I don't know. I just felt like this other guy was trying a lot harder by the end. And I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. I know I'm just, like, I am happy because I, I did think they had pretty good chemistry card, Lacey Chabert and Lee Coco. But I don't know. I just thought it was sort of a strange choice to like have him making all the grand gestures. And, and maybe that's part of the message of the movie. I don't know. Yeah, and honestly, I'm going to say I was way more interested in the scenes with Jonathan Adams as yes. Alfie than I was in the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he was so fun. He and the sister were my favorite. Yeah, but that's not to say I didn't like it. I did like it, just for the record. It was, it was, it's, it was fine. Yeah, uh, but he was really funny, and but also, like, he wasn't just the wisecracking sidekick. Like he had some more like emotional scenes, I guess you could say. He was like, he was like best friend, sidekick, (laughs) comic relief, and busybody parent. Yeah. And also like wise parent. He handled like five people's jobs and he nailed it. So he really did. I was, I was on board. (laughs) So yeah, so she ends up making, she scraps like her, all of her plans after the like failed proposal, which of course Nick overhears, she thinks that she's going to get engaged to this other guy. And then she decides to make the carousel, which was the place where they met and or had their first kiss. Yeah. I was like, met, nobody meets on a carousel. (laughs) Not their first kiss. And she of course wins over the godmother of gingerbread. Uh, did she win over the godmother of gingerbread i think so she she got first place oh wins over yeah not wins over okay i was like they didn't like become best friends she wasn't like great job okay i get it i get it yeah so this was also my favorite of the four but i'm still pretty lukewarm on it which i guess shows how i felt about the the rest of them okay (laughs) there you go it was just one of those. I, I give it three crowns, this one. I call me Mr. Christmas, because here I am being generous <laughs> and weird. I am giving it 3.6 crowns. Ah, there you go. Because I would watch it again. And all of the parts with Jonathan Adams were, were sprinkled in in just the right amounts so that I didn't want to die. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Not yeah, to great. me, it was just it, like... was, it was a 3.6. Yeah, there you go. To me, it was just your average, enjoyable Hallmark movie. And that's three for me. So there you go. So I have it in between in my 
ranking. I, so I have 44 films now in my yearly ranking. Mm-hmm. And I have The Sweetest Christmas at number 22, right in the middle. And oh. I have it right underneath My Favorite Wedding, which is at 21, and Love on Ice, which was at 23. So okay. There you go. So let's talk about a song for Christmas. The song Let's do <laughs> uh, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. No, I was a coal on this, really? You were. I was mean. You hated it. Yeah, you uh. were mean. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So A Song for Christmas, our original scores going into it for our Christmas preview, I gave it a coal. So I was pretty harsh on it. Uh, I thought it just sounded super generic. Yeah, and- Rachel's a huge bully. <laughs> so really everyone mean. remember that. <laughs> Oh yeah, this week I I'm hoping next weekend will be like my redemption. <laughs> and then I <laughs> I'm so much nicer, gave it a dusty sock, which don't believe is just one step higher than coal. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's uh it's exactly one step higher than coal. This was on the iLive tweeted. And I have to say probably like 50% of my tweets I felt like were like He's so pretty. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's talk about Kevin McGarry, who yes. I didn't recognize in the promos and whose name didn't ring any bells, but he's been in a couple of Hallmark things. Um, so he was yeah. he was in Love at First Bark earlier this year and also in Soy and Sealed Delivers from Paris with Love. Anyway, um, I don't know. Did he get like face beautification surgery or was i just blind before but now i see he is so amazing yeah he was beautiful oh my goodness you guys (laughs) and they like had so like if you if you have a like a, a a cowboy ideal kind of man that you like this was just he if he'd had a cowboy hat that would have like sealed it but like him just like leaning against the pickup truck, like playing his guitar. Like, yeah. Okay. Stuff. And can I just talk? I hate people who just sit around and play with their guitars. I hate it. It's like, what am we supposed to do? It's really weird. Like, do you want us to fawn over you? What's go? What is going on? Yeah. But I was fine with him because he wasn't like, listen to me play my guitar. He was just like. I'm just plucking away in the corner, no worries. And people could just like go about their business treating him like background music. It was so great. I loved yeah. him. Yeah, he was great. And he was really good. And I, so basically like the story for this is, is very, you know, we've seen a lot, but that, you know, you have this, this country singer. And I mean, literally Up just did this on Sunday also. Yeah. And yeah, we'll talk about that. But so Adelaide is her name. She ends up being Addie most of the movie, played by Becca Tobin, who I thought was cute. Like she had a lot of little adorable moments, I thought. Yeah, I really liked her. From the Mm -hmm. previews, I was expecting not to. And then guess what, you guys? I did. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought she was cute. And this movie had like high flirt game. Like there were so many super flirty moments between the two of them, which I appreciated. Yeah. It was great. And like, his little sister was fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when he, they like, he, they're like getting a Christmas tree off of the truck. And like, it just so happens that like, 
they happen to like have to get it together and they like end up this flirty moment like there were tons of really flirty oh moments. oh there was no oh it just happened like he yeah. planned that and he oh, executed yeah. it and i appreciate that <laughs> like in the kitchen like decorating cookies very flirty like it was just all very fun it was great in that regard it was real good yeah so basically like the conceit is that she has this horrible manager who was like lie all the time just to get sales and pretend to be somebody that you're not and she's like I don't want to but her first album bombed but of course Mr. I forget his name uh the um Dylan Dylan so Dylan is of course loves her first album and <laughs> well I mean Dylan is the greatest so. right and so which so she's trying to like craft this image but this manager is like terrible and horrible person and it was kind of hilarious because in the little write-up they make it look like she she like leaves but that's actually not the case uh she gets like left behind which was really hilarious because she's literally across the street from the bed yeah and they like, are they are terrible they're worse at keeping track of people than kevin McAllister's parents yeah like, like, at least he was in the attic like yeah no, they're bad. They're bad at it. It was so funny. I was like, wow, okay. They, you think they'd at least like kind of look around the block a little bit, you know, whatever. But anyway, so they leave her. And of course, there's a million controversies which keep them from coming back and getting her. And so she ends up staying with the, with the laps and his family, whatever, and seeing like, uh, they make a big deal about the fact that she can actually like eat like are a human being. <laughs> well, I think it's also because like her manager's like you gotta you gotta eat nothing, so she's yeah. like I will eat all the food, yeah. <laughs> which is a good plan. She's gonna get foreclosed, and so there's all this tension. But this that the sister has this like great business enterprise of of like making the farm like a destination location instead of selling at the Christmas tree lot, I guess. And, yeah. and she's like, but there's one quote, I, I wish I had written it down, but there's one quote where it's like, we can have harvest festivals and 4th of July. And, but, and she goes all this stuff. And I'm like, that's like the, that's the Hallmark mission statement. Are you just talking I mean, the whole yeah. year? They, uh, I look forward to uh, <laughs> lap family harvest yeah. featuring a romance for the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> a sequel. Thank you. Yeah. And it, she also, to be as, if she wants to be a small business owner, this girl, she needs to like get a little bit more sort of fortitude because they, they, they've had it open for like five days and she was like, it's not going to work. I'm so depressed. Well, how and, old is she? She's like 12. I mean, she's not, but she's, she's, she's what, yeah, 16? We've never even seen her drive. She's probably a child. <laughs> So yeah, but it was cute. She was cute and it was, it was a generic story, but I thought it was fun. And, but the main thing was just the chemistry of these two actors and the hotness of Kevin Yes. <laughs> so, but I had two major problems with this movie. Uh-oh. Yes. So first problem, we were actually kind of promised in publicity that we were getting like major singing. They had this whole like little you know thing about them doing this recording session, and this has been great. She's from Glee, so like I would assume that she could like sing pretty well. And we had almost no singing in this movie. And 
I think part of it was because they decided to make her a country singer and she is not a country singer at all. And like, I know that the, the country, whatever the one on up wasn't a great movie, but they had like four or five songs, which I appreciated. And they actually sounded like country singers. And so I thought it was better in that respect than this. And like, they call it a song for Christmas. There's literally one song. Well, it's not an album for Christmas, Rachel. (laughs) And I actually appreciate the fact that they didn't make us listen to a 25 songs or at least that they didn't even make us, they didn't even make us listen to that one song like in full, the only at the end. I didn't want to kill myself listening to that song over and over and over. I was like, oh, look, she's like gently humming the humming, just like a little bit of hum just to, to tide you over. And I was like, oh, she's humming very nicely. Uh, I just like, like it. I want to songs. It's so cool. If they, when they go out to that scene when they're like by the fire and he's got his guitar, like why don't they have like a little song there? That would have been so cool and like intimate. And... Cause they don't need it. I think they did. Nah. <laughs> that annoyed me. But then the other thing that annoyed me a little bit about this is this movie was heavy on the city girl hate. Like, heavy. Probably the mom, the mom, like, at one point, she's like, yeah, I used to be a city girl, but then I can't, and I didn't know the difference between a palm tree and a Christmas tree. Like, how stupid are these city girls? And these all are very Oh, for Pete's sake, the mother was joking. The mother was joking. Learn about jokes, Rachel. Like, it was a lot. They talked about it a lot. That, like, oh, you know, <laughs> I was rescued from the city, and, and I used to be a city girl, and oh, those city girls with your weird taste in food and your weird taste in <laughs> I was just like, calm um, down. I think you were on weird pills, because I don't remember this at all. <laughs> no, it was a lot. It was a lot, and I didn't like it. <laughs> If you have an accent, otherwise it's an affectation and is lame. <laughs> then you're not a country singer. If you don't have an accent, country western accent, then you're just a pop singer. You're not a country singer. No. Then you're a person who sings country music without a fake accent. Now, country music is by nature. You have, it, 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 in order for it to be country music, you have to have an accent. Even Miley Cyrus, when she sings country music, she puts on the accent. Like, you have Miley to Cyrus have has an, an accent. accent. That is like you saying that someone from Canada, by definition, cannot be a country singer, which is a lie. No, because people from Canada can have country accents. No, no, that's they, they can have fake accents. <laughs> Find me the country singer who does not have an accent. Well, I don't listen to that much country music, but I know for a fact that it's true. No. I'll fight you. Lies. The day I die. <laughs> also, Taylor Swift doesn't really have a country accent when she first started. No, that's when she had more of a country accent, and then she tapered no, it down. No, she barely had any at all, if any. And <laughs> I don't think she did. That some of them nope, are pretty weak nope. sauce, but like we're gonna we're gonna leave this up to our viewer. <laughs> the one, mom, you, mom, listen, listen to me right now. You're gonna vote in the comment section. Part of the comment that you have to leave, I'll help you, is you have to say. If you have to have a country, if you have to have an accent when you're singing country, or if you can just sing country music without an accent, thank you. And I think we can't. Music we'll, we'll never agree. Is an we'll accent. never agree. 
So this is going to be, this is a very contentious episode. This is turning out to be. Thing you didn't like? No. Nothing. I mean, there were things. There were things, but it's not a five. But I liked it a lot. I mean, I still give it a positive score. I just, those things annoyed me. I also give it three, three crowns. I gave it 4.1 crowns. Really? You're that high yeah. on it, huh? I really liked it. Wow. I'm okay. not even ashamed of how much I liked it. <laughs> Kevin McGarry is an angel and yeah. Becca Tobin sings like a little butterfly. And For like two lines <laughs> she sings. It's not we don't need a musical, Rachel. <laughs> it's not think you would be the sign. I'm very surprised. So Yeah, I just go. loved I was just like, this is the this is my this is my movie. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I ended up having this at I basically liked this the same as The Sweetest Christmas, uh, but I have this at 24. So uh, I have it just below Love on Ice and just above Love Love by the Shore, or Love at the Shore. I was kind of annoyed at the ending of this movie and about Enchanted Christmas. We were very high on this going into it. We were very excited. Yes. <laughs> um, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking over. It was set in Utah, and we are both from Utah. We were super excited. It was filmed in Utah. It starred some local people. Aunt Claudia was like, hey, see you at Megaplex Theaters when you do all the intros. I was wondering I was if you pretty, noticed that. Of course I noticed. I was like, it's time for some movie trivia. Yeah, anyway. so we should do a little back, explain that. So at a local <laughs> theater chain, there's this woman who does all of the promos. And she was in this movie. Yeah, she was the yeah. aunt. And every time she was on screen, I was just really excited. Yeah. Because I was like, I basically know her. I wish she wouldn't have no idea who I was. But, like, her and Thermwise are my people. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, um, is that the guy who does, like, the, um, uh, the, the, the gas ads? Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> but. And then also it starred Miss Chelsea Hightower. Yeah, we didn't know was, that until watching it. So that was pretty exciting. Oh, I, the, the, like the whole first 10 minutes, I was like, what? What? It's going to Utah. Oh, it's the girl from Megaplex. Oh, everything. I was just like running around so excited. And I was like, I can't believe that I yeah. gave this movie a diamond ring with orange zest. It's going to be amazing. The most perfect movie of all time. Well, and we were the excited. First couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We were excited about the Pena Vegas, of course. So excited for the Pena Vegas. And um, I do think yeah. they seem like the nicest couple. Like, they're one of those couples, just from following them on social media and stuff, that I have to admit I'd be a little disappointed if I heard they were, you know, breaking up. Like, oh, because they just seem so cool. That would be world-shattering. <laughs> Amy Poehler and Will Arnett broke up, and just now Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris. Oh, upsetting if they ever break up i will be devastated love doesn't exist what's the point that's where i will be yeah and they seem perfectly fine so we're not saying so yeah, they, no 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 rumors here no just like threats to them they better know and and they just seem lovely people so uh and so we were pretty excited going into it and i have to say a lot of the joy i had and i do love dancing movies i'm like a huge fan so all that was 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 very high, 
But actually, one of the joy that I got out of this was making lots of lame Utah jokes on Twitter. Yeah. I was on a roll. If you I, I didn't even do that because I was, I didn't even have fun not enjoying it. I was just yeah. so uninterested in like what anybody did. And I, I was on team her friend, her boyfriend, Scott. I was team Scott when he's like, yeah, I got here and things were pretty much off the handle, um, but we got it taken care of. And she was like, betrayal of the highest order. He's such a liar. And I was like, um, because you were just like literal, you were literally sleeping on the job and literally everything was falling apart. Because she's sent to renovate this hotel or whatever. And she's supposed to do an eight week job in four weeks. And like, she does not have time to like be dancing and like lollygagging around and all that could have worked. But like, I don't know, like it just, it just didn't like, it was just kind of blah. I was just, um, I agreed with what's his face. And then he gets fired for being like, just kidding. Uh, you know what? She actually did a lot of the work and the guy's like, well, screw you. You're fired. I'm like, that's not, first of all, that's not a fireable offense for coming in and actually helping someone do their job. Like, and he why was told is that a- to go there, right? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't just like he like did some weird random thing. He was like told, go there. And then he did it and he gets fired. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Randy Wayne, I'm with you, boy. <laughs> it was just like another example of like a character who gets this amazing opportunity and he's just expected to just leave it all because of love. Like, why not work it into the story that like, the, the person that he's in love with is supportive of his dreams. And that like, like that's to me is more romantic and have like yeah. have an epilogue like you love where like they meet up after the tour and they get married and everything's wonderful and great. In her defense, in defense of this movie, she was like, go, you got to do it. Bye. And he was like, <laughs> that's fair. That's that means, true. That means she wants me to stay. I'm staying. But the thing that makes me so mad about this is that they were like, okay, we want your partnership to come on to headline this tour for us. And Chelsea Hightower was just like, he just was like left her at the airport and he's like, have fun not fulfilling your dreams. Sorry, we were partners for several years. I don't care about you. It made me so mad. Yeah. I I guess I just like it in uh, like movies like The Birthday Wish or uh, the... um, Harvest Wedding, movies like that where, like, both people's careers are kind of, like, respected and, like, they're they're sort of all part of the same, like, dream and, like, Dash of Love is that way. Like, I, I just think that that's so much better than, like, the, the, particularly the woman who has to, like, give up her career, usually in the city, to, to meet the, the, to marry the, or fall in love with the uh, high school boyfriend. And usually it's because like, she's gotten all cold and, and, <clears throat> and I like like in Miss Christmas, like her career is totally respected in that. You see what I'm saying? This is the thing though. You're talking about him not going on the world tour, but also what made me mad was her giving up her fancy job that she just got Scott fired for helping her <laughs> yeah. do. Right, right, right. So she could come be the manager of some, podunk hotel and heber like uh that's garbage way to live your dreams but but anyway you were saying so she so 
they're, they want him as a partnership with the Chelsea Hightower character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like both or none at all. Yeah. And so his making this decision and not going on the tour is literally affecting like a whole nother person's livelihood. Yeah. He's a villain in this piece. And yet we don't get to see it from that perspective because they're the Penavegas and they're so great and wonderful in real life. Fine. But I was really mad about this. Like no one is watching this path of destruction in their wake where Scott gets fired for helping her with his job and Chelsea Hightower's dreams are crushed. What? Right. <laughs> the only way, the only way Hallmark can make this up to me is if they get Randy Wayne who was Scott and who has starred in the movie Honey 2 and Chelsea Hightower, who was amazing and was on Say the You Can Dance and Dancing with Stars and put them in a fun sequel where they both <laughs> dance. And he like, she teaches him how to dance and it's basically like step up. Well, but the one advantage them. I would give this over a song for Christmas is there was a lot of dancing and I enjoyed the dancing. You're going to have a dance but there movie. Was, but really... Really, there was the one day, the two dances, their dance at the end, and the children's dance. That, and then you just saw them practicing the whole time. But that was so like they if, were practicing dancing. Yeah, I know. They were practicing singing in a song for Christmas. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, I bet when did they practice singing? That's what I'm like, saying. All like, the times where they were writing the song. But they didn't actually sing. This two and a half grand. Um. Okay, so I... Uh, did not enjoy myself at all watching this and it was a dirge and there wasn't anything funny so i gave it a 1.5 yeah. which is pretty low you guys they were definitely trying to they were kind of proud i think of the diversity in this movie but i still think it's not it's not there yet like what diversity? I mean, they said the word tamales, and they were characters that was Ricardo. It. I think they were proud of that. But like, <laughs> I mean, I'm I think a quarter they were Mexican, and I'm more diverse than them. And look at me, guys! I basically look like Snow White. So, <laughs> so, but, but, uh, but, uh, let's let's keep going. Let's let's okay, uh, let's keep pushing that pushing that let's boundary keep, there. Keep Hallmark, this rule. This, this, let's do it. Okay. But I ended up having that at number 34 on my ranking. I have it just below Falling for Vermont at 33 and While while You Were Dating at 35. Okay. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> so the next one, en Engaging Father Christmas. I was live tweeting this one. And I have to admit, it was not pretty. I got to some dark places on that tweet thread. <laughs> I I know that everyone in the Hallmark community loves this movie. I struggled. And this is, okay, I'm just going to call shenanigans right now on people who love this movie. <laughs> you, are, you are liars because you do not love this movie. You love Aaron Krakow. Right. And you love Niall Matter. Which I do too. <laughs> you don't love this movie. You like that you got to look at them for two hours. Yes. But you, even you, even you, Ruth, have to admit that this movie could have been a thousand times more than what it was. And just because I will look at Niall Matter for two hours and be sort of happy does not mean that's what we should get. 
we should get more. Yeah. And I guess this is the book. I mean, that gave me some like confidence that like, cause most Hallmark sequels are not very good. And I was like, Oh, well, this is based on a book. Like it's gotta be okay. Right. It's a book. I don't know. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So the positives about this movie for me, it had really good kissing game, which I'm always a fan of in Hallmark. Yeah. Movies. You are like Captain Kiss a lot. <laughs> Yes. Well, let's just talk about that real quick. Yes. Rachel's like, a thousand kisses is not enough. Yes. I want a movie that's just only kissing. Yes, because when calls the heart, it took them a whole season to kiss and about made me insane. It was so what slow. Somebody, somebody on Twitter called him Mounty Molasses yeah. because he was so slow. It was, so it was really slow. funny. Yes. Very well done, Twitter. And so I enjoyed that. And the proposal was definitely like epic. Totally loved that. So yeah. that was fun. They have like, uh, there's, <clears throat> cause he has a near, like there's the near kiss frequently, which I also enjoy, but this was the near proposal. He's like practically yeah. down on one knee and then she gets like distracted. It was pretty fun. It was really good. Yeah. I will admit. So I was, I was on board for like the first 30, 45 minutes uh-huh. ish. Yeah. You were like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so grumpy? <laughs> I was like, it's fine. It's funny. There's like good moments. So I like that. I also have a soft spot in my heart for Andrew Francis. Andrew Francis. Love him. He's my favorite thing in Just Week Shores. And I just think he's super charming and really cute. Yeah, we, uh, we here on the pod are pretty excited about Andrew Francis. We love yes. him a lot. So, yeah. So, Andrew Francis, he plays, like, her ex, Josh. And uh, I, I know you bought it. I did not buy it. There's, like, this really weird, awkward conversation at the beginning of the movie where they randomly meet up at a airport. And she just, like, spills all the beans about her secret of being James Whitcomb's daughter. And it just... I don't know, like everything felt, I, maybe I could have bought it, but like, it just felt so awkward to me. And like, I didn't buy that she would just like share this huge thing with him, with her ex. Like that's super awkward and weird. And, and, and then like, you see this mysterious stranger, like at the airport and I'm like, ugh. and, and, and I like later on, they try to play out. This is somehow this like big reveal, like, oh my gosh, the stranger at the airport. I'm like, they think yeah. we all drink stupid juice like <laughs> they they do they do think we all drink stupid juice like i'm sorry if you didn't know from the minute that guy brunt bump bumped into her brushed past her what's yeah. it called where you steal someone's wallet yeah a, a bump pass and who cares <laughs> you didn't know from the minute that he bumped into her that he was the guy then you don't deserve to watch television i'm sorry you need to read more books because this dude, like, first of all, he has never been in a movie where he wasn't the bad guy. I don't yeah. think he's like, he's in a lot of these. His face literally has written across of it. I did it yeah. in his face. So he's like always the bad guy. I'm sure he's the murderer and something. The minute he touched her, I was like, well, that's the guy who's going to blackmail yeah. her. I know that. So... I mean, I mean, they were trying to make me, they were trying to make me think it was Andrew Francis. And I was like, okay, show. Yeah, sure it is. Right. No. Yeah, there's no way. It was so, such an obvious red herring. So silly. So ridiculous. And it was just like there to make 
uh, make Ian jealous, which was stupid. But and you're he like, wasn't even jealous. It didn't even work in the show, guys. <laughs> like he has that like he has that like moment where he's like watching them talk and he's like looking out the window like mm, grumpy face, and I'm like. She's yeah, like but see, to. that's the thing. That wasn't even really. He was just like being like, "What's that guy doing here?" And like, because he talks talks to us about it. But then, like, it was actually just a red herring to us to be like, "Oh no, he's gonna be so jealous." But he <laughs> yeah. wasn't. They were <laughs> just trying to trick us again. Like, you're supposed to buy that. Like, first of all, that any reporter would be so interested, and that this would be such a huge story that it would be worth literally dedicating like a month during the holidays to like follow this woman around and stalk her to find out if she's the love child of a stage actor and that's dead and being there like there nobody's interested like i think if this movie had been set in like 1850 where like that was like a real like, They're like big... john wilkes booth don't have himself a love yeah. child like people wouldn't maybe care because then like then. even being an actor in and of itself was kind of scandalous and so like it would have would have worked a little bit but like nobody cares what some dead stage actor had did in his side time like, no one cares nobody and so the idea that like that this reporter would be going to all of this effort to like blackmail her and like send her these creepy text messages and like okay and first of all reporter like how is that a good technique to get someone to tell you their story you're yeah. gonna build trust if i stalk the crap out of her that's the one that's gonna get me a good scoop no and so like if he was just gonna be like a skeezy guy and just print something salacious anyway without confirmation which is what he's going to do Right. Why even bother? Just be like, spotted in the airport. Blah, 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 blah. Post the story. Just break it. I'm so, he was so stupid. This is the thing. Okay, I'm going into it. This is why the show is terrible and I wanted to die. All of the characters behave in ways that are not reasonable. Right. Like, I can't even find the motivation for them to be acting as dumb as they are, which makes the show immeasurably frustrating. Yes, and I was so frustrated. I just can't even believe how stupid they are. And like, okay. And Miranda, ugh. She's like, oh no, someone found out. I have to leave. And Ian's like, no, you don't. Just stay. It'll be fine. Our love can conquer it. And she's like, so, no, my martyrdom is stronger than our love. I will oh be a martyr. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, James Wickham, first of all, his legacy is a legacy of Christmas. That is a stupid legacy. Like, literally anybody who celebrates Christmas loves Christmas. Like, it's not a legacy to leave your children a love of Christmas. That's Actually, stupid. James Wickham is my father, and that is why I love Christmas. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's a lie. Don't go reporting that. So they, like, fluff him up. Who's this great guy and you can't expose him you're gonna tarnish his legacy of christmas and like whatever crap and like <clears throat> these people this wickham family are like terrible people because she breaks it off with ian and they're like james would be so proud of you no he would not or he's a terrible person too like she's willing to give up all of her love like the love of her life for a family that hasn't even publicly recognized her as a human being that belongs in their family. And the fact that it's like they would pretend that that was a good thing and that she had done something brave is so ridiculous and so selfish. 
Yeah. They, it's like, that's the thing though. Like every <clears throat> single person in this show who's related to the Wickhams are selfish and stupid, bad at plans, and huge martyrs who are just like, I am constantly the victim here, and I will choose to continue to be such a victim Ridiculous. for your benefit. So, like, they're selfish and also martyrs, which is just, like, a weird, like, uh, Yeah, and if like you're going to have Wendy Malick in a movie... And she's going to be selfish. Like, she should be way more catty and way more funny and ridiculous, like, than she was. Because that's, yeah. like, her wheelhouse. Wendy she's Malick. the best. And it's just, I don't want to talk about it anymore, you guys. It I was, was too so... frustrating for me to be, it was too frustrating to live. <laughs> no, I was so frustrated. I was just like, how on earth are you leaving Ian? I'm so mad. And I, I just... Yeah. And not even in, not even in like a I'm so upset that she's leaving Ian. No. I'm heartbroken and just to like, oh my gosh, I can't. You're so stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just can't deal with you right now when you're like this. I just like it got to the point where I was like, yeah, um, Ian's way too good for you. I hope you leave. Yeah, I felt like I needed to watch Wind Calls the Heart after this just to be like, okay, I, I I'm feeling the good mojo around Aaron Krakow. Yeah. Which, well, but just say, it's not, it's not Aaron Krakow's no. fault. It's, I don't think it's any of the actors' fault. No. I don't even really think it's, like, the writers who did the, the, uh. The adaptation? The, the adaptation's fault. And this is the kind of stuff that totally works in a book. Like, when you're reading it, it doesn't feel weird. Because you're just, it's just like, you're mm-hmm. just reading it and it's fine. But watching it on TV is just death. Okay. <laughs> it really was. I felt like my tw- my Twitter thread was like a sad decline into insanity. <laughs> like, I was trying to make it funny, but like, uh, I just, I, I, in no, in no situation, in no realm of reality is her leaving Ian a good thing or something to be praised, something to be proud of. Something, yeah, that's insanity. Also, I'm going to just go out there and throw out some fighting words. Uh, the stupid words painted on the wall are dumb <laughs> and should be painted over. Yeah, that was the worst wallpaper job I've ever seen. They did a terrible job. But, I, yeah, and then they, like, try at the end to, like, make it all cozy happy. That, like, we're telling our story the way it's supposed to be told. It's like, you should have done that from the beginning. Yeah. Come on, you dweebs. <laughs> like, nobody would care anyway, but you should have done that as just, like, good human beings who, like, treat people with respect that are part of their family. What did you think of the original film? I liked the original one a lot better. Um, it was it was just fine for me, though. I didn't love it. I don't, like you yeah, said, I don't really like the movies and mysteries, and it's a little slow and a yeah. little bit, the same kind of problems where the people are a little bit stupid for my liking. Um, but I had given that one a 2.9. Um, mm. This one was less enjoyable, but I did, you know, like enjoy the first 30, 15, 20 minutes of it. <laughs> and like you said, there was a good engagement scene and lots of kisses. So I ended up giving this one a 2.2. Yeah. So, okay. So I actually, I went and rewatched the first one and Actually, I thought it was kind of sweet. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cute, the idea of her like, finding her family and, and whatever. And 
and a cute little romance. And so I actually gave it a 3.5. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And then this one, it was harder. Uh, it was not a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant experience for me. And, but I did like the proposal. I thought that was really good. And I liked the actors were all fine. And I thought that I liked all the kisses that made me happy. And so I, I give it two, I give this one two crowns. The ranking for this for the year, like I said, there's 44. I ranked this at 42. I have this below Summer in the Vineyard, which was boring as soup, and above At Home in Midford. And that's only because Andy McDowell was so bad in At Home in Midford, and at least the acting was fine in this. So that's the only reason I give this a slight edge. But <laughs> uh, that's where I have it, 42. All right. So there you go. So for the week, my <laughs> rankings go A Song for Christmas, uh, The Sweetest Christmas, Enchanted Christmas, and then down at the bottom is Engaging Father Christmas. Yes. There's a new song for you, Rachel. <laughs> okay, so I had, I basically had Sweetest Christmas and A Song for Christmas tied, but I had, but technically I had it Sweetest Christmas and A Song for Christmas. And then I have Enchanted Christmas and, and then Engage Your Father Christmas is my ranking for this week. This Friday, we're really excited. We are going to have an interview with the writer of the upcoming uh, Hallmark film on Saturday, uh, the Coming Home for Christmas. Her name is Nina Weinman Swift. And she's a super cool writer. And we're very honored that she would take the time to be interviewed by us. Yeah, we are, I'm a big fan. Um, not all of her movies are at least above a 3.5, which as you know, is pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, she wrote Stop the Wedding, which starred Niall Matter and Rachel Boston. Um, Annie That's Claus is Coming to Town, which is in my top 12. And Pumpkin Pie Wars, which mm -hmm. was, I think, one of the highest ones from Last Harvest. So she's pretty great. She's got other ones too, but those were just some highlights for mm. you so yeah she's oh wait also she wrote i married who which is incredible i love that one that's one of my top 10 all-time faves so yeah she's great and we're really excited that she agreed to be interviewed by us and so you definitely want to check that out when we get it posted and so this weekend they have four movies just like normal we have the christmas uh, coming home we have two homecoming kind of movies on saturday which is sort of strange but we have Coming Home for Christmas on Hallmark Channel mm -hmm. with Danica McKellar and Neil Bledsoe. So that one, and that's the one written by Nina, and it seems very cute. And then we have Christmas Homecoming. And this one also, I think, looks pretty good uh, with Julie Benz, who I love. She's that's great. Correct. Julie Benz is amazing. Yes. And it looks like it's going to be heartfelt. And, uh, and a really nice little movie. So I'm excited. Although I really think they messed up by not having it on Veterans Day weekend, but yeah. I'm not in charge of programming. <laughs> That's fair. It may not, maybe it just wasn't ready. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I agree. That would have been nice. Okay. So then we have on Sunday, two other ones that look pretty good. Yeah. We, oh. <laughs> so we have a gift to remember on Hallmark, which yes. looks, I'm more excited about it the more I see about it. Because uh, it definitely has like a While You Were Sleeping vibe, which is one of my favorite romantic comedies ever. Allie Liebert and Peter Porte, who I liked Peter Porte in the, uh, what's the shore one, Love of the Shore. 
and, and fans of Chesapeake Shores will remember Allie Libert as Brendan Penny's fiance. Yeah. Whom, if you listened to our Chesapeake Shores <laughs> podcast, mom, you will know that I really loved her and was so sad that they kicked her off. <laughs> yeah, she was fun. And so this just looks really cute. I'm excited for it. Gifts are a gift to remember. So then we have on Hallmark Movies Mysteries, we have the Bramble House Christmas, which is based on a book. And it has uh, Adam Reeser and David Hyden Jones, and they're both Hall stars. They've been in a lot. And uh, I've I, I pretty much liked every movie that Autumn Reeser has ever been in. I love The Country Autumn Wedding. Autumn Reeser is one of those rare individuals who is perfect in every way and can do no <laughs> wrong. So I have very high expectations for Bramble House, and yeah. I am very worried about that because I've been super disappointed before by other Hallmark movies this week. Pretty cute story, so hopefully it will be good. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> so yeah, the, this was kind of a bit of a bummer, but that's okay. That's part of being a Hallmark fan is like, you're not just there for the good times. You're there for the good times and bad times. Yeah, you and the thing, is, the thing is, you guys, a bad Hallmark movie is usually better than an up movie. So... <laughs> So we've got that. I I actually thought that movie was harmless. I didn't hate it like you did. I thought it was okay. In in defense of that movie, I only got like 15 minutes in. <laughs> so it could have really picked up. Yeah. It wasn't great, but I didn't think it was awful. So anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It, you still got Hallmark and it's still... You know, they're providing entertainment. Like, we can't be that unhappy. They're making four movies a weekend. They're going to have some flops. Yeah. Well, people, mom, I know you don't know how to use Twitter, but we're going to teach you this week. And everyone else who listens, uh, our one fan. <laughs> Hi, other fan. Yeah, we got um, some, some cool fans. Like, thank you so much, you guys, for, like, tweeting at us and telling us you like the show, that you're laughing, that you have fun with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've gotten a couple this week, and so thank you. Okay, anyway, back to this. Fans, listeners, people who hate us but still respect us. You guys, we need to hashtag Campbell for Winterfest. It's, it's just Campbell like the soup for like the word F-O-R, Winterfest. Yes. Hashtag Campbell for Winterfest. We really need to let our voices be heard so that Hallmark Channel knows yes. how much we love Paul Campbell. Well, we're looking forward to the upcoming weekend and uh, the good things to come, more Christmas cheer. And, and, and then we have next week with Thanksgiving Palooza, crazy five nights of Thanksgiving. So it's going to be super fun. We're going to be really busy and hopefully we'll be really nice. <laughs> Hopefully. And we have our, our Finding Santa, which we are very excited about. I am very excited about it. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Hallmarkies Pod and on Facebook and Instagram. We post daily on Instagram and our other social media. We're on there quite active. So make sure to post on there. Follow us. Like us. We're on iTunes. And make sure you subscribe, leave your reviews, whatever uh, you, you like. And, uh, and then, of course, on YouTube. And you can find me at SmilingLDSGirl on social media and at 
54 Disney Reviews is my blog. Uh, also on my YouTube channel, Rachel's Reviews, I have my review of Justice League coming out tomorrow. So or I have my review of Justice League coming out today. So that's very exciting. And so, yeah, there's lots of fun stuff. You can follow me. And where can people find you? As always, you can just find me as at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter. And that's it. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks so much. Uh, and uh, let us know what you thought of the movies. Do you very much disagree with our grumpy pants? Uh, look at a lot of these. What do you think? Put in the comments section and uh, we'd love to have a discussion. It'll be fun. So. And don't forget to vote on whether or not you think country music has to have an accent. Yes. And if it doesn't, tell me the country music singer who doesn't have an accent. And let's Yes. So. Rachel, that's like saying women can't vote because they don't have the vote yet. <laughs> all right. We'll see what the viewers you. think. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, and we will talk to you all next week. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.